following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on a beautiful Monday afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee. Temperatures way up into the upper 70s. It is very nice out there. And for that, we ought to be thankful because tomorrow, about a 100% chance of rain, which means it's going to rain. <laughs> Let's say hello, call roll, begin up on the plateau and say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you? George, it's it's great to hear your voice again. I can't wait every Monday to get that forecast. Really? You just helped me so much with that. 100% chance mm -hmm. of rain means it's going to rain. It's That's rain. good. That helps yeah. me. That simplifies it. And I, I got it. I'm, I'm ready for rain tomorrow. Yeah, it takes any guesswork out of your hands. Yeah, you, you, you're I good. When I say it's going to rain. Yeah. Yeah, very similar to book it, you know, one of one of those yeah. always He's, works. Uh, no, not always. <laughs> Let, let's not go too far. Thank you, though, for your vote of confidence. It's oh, I made major confidence yeah. today. Yeah, means a lot. Uh, Billy, how are you today? George, I'm great. It's always good when, when you get a confidence boost to, to start the show. Oh, yeah. To just boost that self-esteem a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Watson's been really good about Watson's, that. I cannot thank him enough. He's always the guy to do it. I, I love it. Isn't he? Though? <laughs> let's, uh, let's move away from Watson as quick as possible <laughs> and say hello to Terry McCormick, whose Yankees got bounced out almost as quick as the Braves did. Terry, what happened? It's fine. Uh, my team is awful. They cannot hit the baseball. You know, they're known as the Bronx Bombers. They were anything but. Uh, you know, you just can't employ guys who bat 220 and strike out 150 times a year. It just doesn't work in the postseason. Try to be upbeat. I mean, the team won a series. They got to the league championship. What more do you want? About a World Series appearance or a World Series championship. That's what they're playing for. Yeah, well, no, they they've not been playing for that, not for a good. Dozen I'm saying years. that's what they should be playing for. Well, what they should and what they are are two different things. <laughs> yes, your your team knows that very well too. Yes, we are at the moment the defending world champions. That'll be that will no longer be the case about a week from now. <laughs> about a week from now, I'll have to shut up on that. So, Terry, let's get the very latest. Uh, people are gathered around their television sets wanting to know, is Ryan Tannehill 
going to play this week? Well, Mike Brava said today that he was progressing, that he's doing good. And here's my thought on it, George, and I got to thinking about this. Uh, if this were a really serious injury, and I'm not saying that this means that Tannehill is going to start and play, but if this was a real serious injury, one of these national guys that just, you know, love being vultures when it comes to injury news, like Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, would have already reported how severe the injury was and that he was going to be expected to miss X amount of games and that sort of thing. So the fact that that's not out there should be a good sign to Titans fans that Tannehill has a chance. Okay, Terry, let's go to the Titans scrappy, which paid huge dividends yesterday. First of all, let's watch the play that resulted in the interception that really set the Titans into winning the game. And you're like, Andrew Adams, is he related to Bud Adams? Is he, who is this guy? He's a guy that's been around for seven years uh, on different teams. They found him uh, on Tampa Bay's practice squad when uh, I think it took place when Amani Hooker maybe got hurt a few games ago. He's come in, played fairly well, so they decided to put Hooker in the nickel spot because they'd been having problems at cornerback. So they put Hooker at nickel on Sunday, move Roger McCrary outside, and then uh, move Caleb Farley out of the lineup. So that's what they went with, and it paid off handsomely because Adams not only had the interception, he had about 10 tackles. And then Hooker wound up with that late fumble recovery that uh, they challenged and got uh, the officials to overturn there that pretty much sealed the deal in terms of the ball game. Terry, was there not also another uh, scenario where a guy they've sort of picked up off the scrap heap uh, caused a turnover or recovered a turnover? I'm sorry, George, you broke up there a little bit. Can you repeat, can you repeat that? Yeah, was there also another uh, Titan off the scrap heap who ended up either recovering a fumble, causing a fumble, yeah, something that was like Terrence that. Mitchell. Okay, that was talk Terrence to me Mitchell. about him. He's been here for a few weeks too now. I think he came from maybe it was the Eagles practice squad or Jag Jaguars practice. He came from another another team's practice squad as well. He's a guy that's bounced around the league quite a bit. Uh, he, he, you may remember he's the guy that uh, – got torched in his first game against the Raiders when they just kind of stuck him out there after four days uh, in the facility in place of Caleb Farley. And then they reduced his role. He only played in the dime package on Sunday, and uh, he was able to force that fumble there late by Pittman, the one that Amani Hooker retired or recovered to uh, pretty much end the threat. Terry, help me with this. Uh, I sat in the stands yesterday uh, in my tickets. And I got there early enough to see uh, the the oiler part of the uh, uh, of the day, but in all honesty, they introduced, if I remember correctly, Warren Moon. They introduced Pastorini, and then the rest of them just had to stand there. I would have told them to take their line and shove it. I mean, you have these people come in from out of the state and you don't even introduce them? Yeah, that's something they probably should have done. I mean, you know, because they did kind of come out in waves, you know, depending on what era they played in. But uh, 
I wish they had uh, taken a little more time. Of course, as many guys as they had there might have taken up the entire halftime just to introduce them all. But uh, Yeah, but I'm talking you know, about the pregame with the Euler group. Yeah. You know, I, I really didn't get to see a whole lot of that, but I was talking about a halftime. Yeah. But they did introduce a few of those guys, but you're right. It would have been nice to heard more names announced, especially some of those old-time players and some of those guys that uh, they brought in, uh, you know, that had played in the glory days of the Titans back with Eddie George and Derek Mason and Blaine Bishop and all those guys. I, I don't get it. But, Terry, this is what I do know. They are getting about all it is they can get out of what they have, and I think that is a tribute to Mike Vrabel. I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's kind of ironic in a way that they won in the fashion they did yesterday, running the football. Uh, you know, Eddie George with – or Eddie George. Derrick Henry with 128 yards, much like an Eddie George-type effort on 30 carries. Uh, you had the defense forcing three turnovers. You had four field goals from Randy Bullock. And you had uh, Ryan Tannehill at the end – uh, gutting it out following an ankle injury, then coming to the press conference in a walking boot. If that's not the 1999-2000 Titans, I don't know what is, George. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Any other injuries we need to talk about before we let you go? I'm sorry, uh, you broke up again. Yeah, any other injury news we need to uh, talk nobody about? Else that, nobody else that was mentioned uh Prominently, I know you know Ben Jones left the game for a little while on Sunday, but returned. Same thing with Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, nothing was really said about either of those guys and whether or not uh, their injuries were serious. So my guess is, you know, they may need a day or so to rest in practice, but I think that they probably will be okay to go and play. Terry, appreciate it as always. Thank you. Okay, thanks, George. Okay, that's Terry McCormick's daily Titans update. Yes, it is. That is Terry's Daily Titans update. It is powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proved to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. And also Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations over in Gallatin and Hendersonville. And you can find them online at Sumner Funeral. Com. Hey, Billy, before you get into the update, I promised uh, on Friday that this would be the first piece of news that I would put out there. The Tennessee-Georgia game a week from Saturday is a CBS at 2.30. And the Vandy-South Carolina game that is here is that night at 6.30. So 2.30 Tennessee at Georgia on CBS and the Vandy-South Carolina game will be at 6.30. And Tennessee uh, – or uh, Alabama and LSU is actually at night on ESPN uh, in Death Valley. So, uh, Tennessee getting the nod over Alabama yet again this year. Uh, so, another reason for Alabama fans to be a little bit annoyed. But, George, let's, uh, let's roll into the update here with uh, some NFL news. Matt Ryan has been benched uh, for Sam Ellinger. Uh, they're making a change uh, as the team announced that Ellinger will now start in place of Ryan. Uh, apparently Ryan suffered a grade two shoulder separation in the loss on Sunday. So uh, I didn't catch the injury, George, but I don't think the injury is the only part of it. No, Watson, when I watch him, he's 37. He looks like he's 70. Can't move a lick. I no. Mean, not a lick. I saw when he got hurt 
and he kept playing through it. He did. I, I, I saw him grab his shoulder right as he hit the ground, and it was his throwing arm. It's his throwing arm. So he's a tough kid too, but my gracious, he's never been able to move very well, George, but I think age has, has caught up Ooh. with him. And isn't it amazing that the differences that by who you play with, Brady moves a little better than him, but not a lot. And, but yet he plays with a much better front that protects him than, than Ryan does. And that offensive line that they put so much money in, George, it's awful. I mean, they got no toughness whatsoever. They can't come off the ball. They don't pass protect well. They don't show any emotion toward anything. I mean, I, I think that's where that's where they're in real trouble. They can bench the quarterback. I understand them doing that. But, man, that offensive line, it's just – I've been watching them now for five, six weeks. It's they're just not very good. And that, and that used to be their strong suit. I mean, they used to be able to – they used to be able to lean on that offensive line. Not anymore. Uh, George, next piece here at college football, Jim Harbaugh has blamed James Franklin for the, the dust-up in the tunnel uh, this past weekend. Uh, during the Michigan or before the Michigan Penn State game, he said, like you saw pretty clearly, the Penn State players completely stopped. They were letting us get up to the tunnel. And it just seemed like such a sophomoric ploy to try to keep us out of our locker rooms. And Franklin looked like he was the ring leader of the whole thing. I guess my question is, if Harbaugh was that upset by it, why didn't he bring it up a week ago? Oh, yeah, that was actually two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. It's just, just now getting brought up. Any anytime you're both in the same tunnel, you got a chance for issues. You got problems. I, I remember the Texas Oklahoma game was always in the, the dressing rooms were dead straight across from each other in, in Dallas, dead straight across, and we're coming up the same tunnels. It's dangerous as it could be, boy. A lot of discussing of people's mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Item number three. Item number three, uh, the NFL is uh, going to review the referees that uh, sought out Mike Evans' autograph. The video was captured by 1340 AM Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so, man, just I don't know if I've ever heard a story like that. Okay, they know who the two refs are. Pick up the damn phone and call them and say, why did you do that? Why do you need to look at film if you already know who they are, and they do know who they are? Pick up the phone and just say, what were you doing? I don't even have an answer to this one. I've never heard of such. I mean, hey, I get you're in your career. You want different players change jerseys after games, but officials just can't. Image-wise, you just can't do that. They're humans. I know that they would like that and be able to have something from Tom Brady. Yeah, I call – if it was for a charity event, I would get it. Yeah, I can get it if they want it themselves for their, yeah. for, you know, later on. But you just can't do that as an official. You can't do it. Item number four. Item number four, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas head coach, uh, is apparently sorry for missing the eyes of Texas. Uh, as you know, Sarkeesian said, I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. I made a mistake at the end of the game and not singing the eyes of Texas when the game was done. So uh, in that after the loss to Oklahoma State, Sarkeesian, I wonder if that was on purpose or an accident or what that was. <laughs> These are not what I would call um, life 
life issues today? I mean, it's a big deal. I know to stand there and hold, you know, hook them horns, yeah. but it, it is a tough loss. Uh, there's no telling what's going through his mind. He did the right thing. Apologize for it and Move try on. not to let it happen again because that tradition goes way back. And that's big to, to all the alums, all the fans of the University of Texas, bigger than we would think it is here in the Southeast. But I'm telling you from being going against them for many years, um, that, that's a big deal. It's not the worst mistake he's made as a head coach. No, they'd much, uh, they no, would, they, if he had won the game, I don't think they would have said nothing to him. Oh, no, he could have, he could have sung Oklahoma's fight song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after the break, we'll get into Watson's Titans analysis. Big win yesterday over Indy. Uh, it's kind of a two game game, if you will, because now they have beaten Indianapolis twice, which means if the two teams were to end up in a tie, the Titans get the nod for the doubleheader sweep. We'll talk about it and more when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. 
we get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. We're back, and let's take a look real quickly once again. Watson's Titans analysis, by the analysis, by the way, brought to you by Pennington Distilling Company. Shame on me for almost forgetting that. Let's take one more look at the interception that blew the game wide open. One guy, Andrew Adams, who they picked up just recently turns this thing from maybe a 7-3 Indy lead to a 10-0 Titans lead. Watson, that's a huge play. Yeah, it's a good play, but an awful play by the quarterback. I mean, Adams didn't even need to move. You see the free guy right there? I don't know if we, we can't run it back, but Dupree, they've busted an assignment. Dupree, one of the defensive linemen, is free, coming right at – Matt Ryan, and he just takes it and throws it. The receiver even turns up the boundary. There's not even a receiver there. And he throws it at two Titans who don't even move. It hits Adams just right in the chest. And and if you look up the boundary, the, the, the receiver up the boundary is wide open. So this was totally on Matt Ryan. Throw it in the stands if you can't see. But he just flips it out there nonchalantly after probably their best drive of the day. It was a long drive, and they'd gotten down inside our 20, and then he just takes one and just, I mean, it's just you can't, you're not going to win games doing stuff like that, and that's the reason I think you're seeing a new quarterback in Indy today. Yeah, Sam Ellinger. So, Watson, let's talk, and let's start with item number one of your analysis, Tennessee tough. That just what we are. It comes straight from the – Mike Vrabel, it's the way he played. I think it's the Belichick way that players respect because of the success of the Belichick way. They know Mike was this kind of player himself, and uh, it filters through the team. You saw it yesterday in a lot of different guys, but Ryan Tannehill, to me, is the epitome of it. They, 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 they just line up and they'll get up and play again. This team is – Mentally tough. They don't let a bad play get them down. They'll they'll jump right back up and hit you again. I've seen linemen get run over in pass protection. Next play, they're up fighting them again. I mean, Ben Jones was hurting all day long. Their leader up front, their center, he goes right back in. He finishes the game just, you know, just aggressive. You see, he'd get up off the ground excited about knocking people down and running the clock out. 
It's what the team's built on. And uh, it's going to win for them because the division is just so poor. I think they can win, George, on this principle if they just take care of the ball. They don't score a touchdown yesterday. They don't score an offensive touchdown yesterday and win the game. I mean, it's it's stuff that you don't see happening in the NFL very often. But it's the Titan way, and uh, it starts from Mike Vrabel. They respect him, uh, so they'll, they'll play for him, and they know that he did it, and they're going to go out there and do the same thing. But I think it also comes from Ryan Tannehill. He showed it yesterday. He's got a sprained ankle. It's not anything that's going to keep him out the rest of the year. But he's got a sprained ankle, a good one. He couldn't even hardly walk. And he's back out there playing. And don't think that doesn't turn everybody on. That picks those offensive linemen up and they say, man, we got to get it done now. Our quarterback's hurt. We got to come off the ball, win this game, get him out of here without him getting hurt any worse. And it just rubs off on everybody. But I think it starts with Mike. It's his attitude, his personality. It's what he wants his team to be. And they're playing to it. Give, give, give the head coach credit. He's getting the environment that he wants out of his team. Okay, let's go to Derrick Henry. Um, I, I want to talk about this a little bit, Watson. I had somebody behind me say, George, watch this. Here, he, he says, is the difference in Derrick Henry from years gone by is that he can't break the long stuff anymore. First of all, do you buy that at all? No, he's close. He's going to. The thing you have to do for Derrick Henry is get him started. You, you, he's not one. It takes him a while to get going. That's why the the downhill plays are his plays. And if there's a little bit of movement in the offensive line, George, now he's got the momentum and that big body, and he can make those cuts. Yeah, he hasn't just completely broke one. He did. He broke one the week before. Who did we play before this? Uh, was it the Redskins? Uh, excuse me, the Commanders? Yeah, he broke one, if you remember, up the boundary and scored. He's so close. He's right. He's just about to break the last guy. We got to watch it. I mean, he's getting older. He's had a lot of carries. That It's why you don't put so much, too much into running backs because they just don't last long. They usually don't get the big bucks. There's been a few that have. Barry well, Sanders he, did. He's taking an Eddie George kind of pounding. Yeah, big time. And it can only last so long. That's why our window is right now. Because when Derrick Henry is gone, this whole philosophy that we play to, team philosophy that we play to, will no more be there. I mean, there's there's just not any Derrick Henrys out there. Uh, Earl Campbell, uh, Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown, these big, big backs that that can do all these guys could do, not many of them. And anybody that had one of those guys, what did they do? They centered on that guy, and that's exactly what we're doing. I just hope we're good enough around it to make the run before he gets before he gets out of here. Uh, I, I, if if A.J. Brown was still here, I'd have a little more confidence that we could make a deep run into the playoffs. I still don't think we can make a deep run because we just don't have the outside guys to go to. But we're winning. 
and we're doing it the way Mike wants to do it. And believe me, King Henry is where it, where it absolutely starts. Look at the respect he has on the team. I mean, everybody comes over to him when, when he comes off the field. I mean, they know what he means to that team and don't think he ain't a tough dude too now because he's getting, he's getting a lot of, he's falling into a lot of bodies. Oh it's my up God. 30 carries yesterday and 128 yards. That's hard yards. That's hard yards, but he got them without him yesterday. We don't win that game. Indy paid no attention to the Titans wide receivers. They had virtually the entire city of Indianapolis, Bloomington, Anderson, Indiana. They had it all up on the line of scrimmage. It, it was they had a I mean, it was a box and one on Derrick Henry. It was absolutely it was a box and eleven, is what it was. And Watson. It, it's so funny too to look to watch Derrick Henry how sort of emotionless he is. I mean, he he could get popped and he just gets up and I mean they just it's like they just bounce right off of him. I mean, I love it, but it it makes me laugh sometimes. I mean, it's it's hard to to piss that guy off. Uh, I I I know what you're saying, but I watch him on the sidelines and he has more emotion than you think. He 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 is he is the true leader, second leader to Vrabel on that football team. Truly. I've never seen, of course, I, I don't remember the Earl Campbells and Dickersons. I was much, didn't, I was coaching and I didn't get to watch that as close. I'm getting to watch Derek. I mean, phenomenal player. Phenomenal. He's Hall of Fame written all over him, guys. Yeah, if he's not, then no, he's Hall of Fame. have one. He may be first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's go to the third thing, which is the D-line yesterday was really good. Uh, when our defensive line is good, we're good on defense. When when the people can handle those guys, we're not very good on defense. And, of course, you could probably say that about any team, but the two, true strength of our football team is Derrick Henry and the defensive line. What did it yesterday? Derrick Henry – and the defensive line. They dominated the line of scrimmage, run and pass. Ryan Tannehill had to throw it. Uh, excuse me. Matt Ryan had to throw it quick all day long. He can't move around and make plays, so it's got to leave his hand when bodies get around him. And they weren't – you knew. I just – you knew they weren't going to win the game the way it was going. They had no control of the game on offense whatsoever. They'd tinker around and make some first downs, but – uh, and then Simmons gets hurt. He comes right back in the game. You watch other teams come and play us. They get hurt. You don't see them again. Our kids come back and play. Our guys, not kids. Our guys come back and play. Goes right back, I think, to Mike Brabel. And they they know that's what Mike did. They know that's what Mike would want them to do if there's any way they can get back out there unless they're injured, they're truly hurt. And they do. They go back and play. And Simmons went back in and and right now, George, he is controlling everything. There's two people on him all the time. And now it's freeing up Autry and other things. I, just how much better would be two guys missing that I think makes this team right back where we were? Landry and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Landry is a big miss right now. You don't see that explosion coming off corner. Bud Dupree is decent, but he's not Landry. He's not Gerald Landry. And uh, we are missing that, but our defensive front is still dominating football games. Nobody runs the ball on us very well at all. 
Okay, let's go to the fourth because this is the negative. Watson, I would contend the Indies and Houston and maybe Jacksonville, you can get away with this. Our division sucks and we all know it. But against good people, this isn't going to fly. No. We, we, I remember when we got in a playoff game one time, and I think we threw it 12 times, completed like in six, Baltimore. won the game. Uh, but we knew it was going to catch up with us, and it did. It ended up catching up. I think it was Kansas City, wasn't it, yep. the next week? We, we got – we have got to develop some kind of passing game with protection. Every time we drop back to throw yesterday, they're all over Ryan. We still have the same issues. We cannot drop back pass protect. The difference is we got a back and we run it good enough. We don't have to do a lot of it, and we don't. We'll call a screen in a passing situation. We'll run a draw here and there in a passing situation. Uh, we just don't do it a lot. And most of the passes that Ryan is throwing are off of the running game, which the the pass rush is not near the same because they're reacting to a run before they see pass. So got a lot more time to throw. It's a major concern to me, George, as we go on. And uh, I, I said it to you all off the air. I'm pretty sure I'm right. First football game I've seen in a long time that I never saw a deep ball thrown by either team. Neither team threw a deep ball, just a rare back and throw one deep and see if you can go get it. And I don't know if I've ever remember a game where that happened, where both sides didn't do it. And uh, we just tinker around in the passing game. And, uh, you know, we, we, just, we, got it, we won, and that's good. But we're going to have to find a way to develop a better passing game when we have to pass. Our passing game when we on early downs is fine. It's a passing game when we have to pass that scares me to death right now. Okay. They apparently, at least yesterday, who knows from here on in, made the decision that they have so little athletic ability on the outside and so little numbers that they were really willing to use Malik Willis now, it backfired. It totally boomeranged on them. Watson, do you anticipate that that was the last time we ever see that? I hope so. <laughs> That's not the answer. You can't put a guy in for a play here and a play there. I, I just wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd let him learn to play quarterback. And 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 because what happened yesterday may happen again before this year is over. Well, sure. I mean, Ryan took one big did shot yesterday, that. That one he got sacked on right before the half now, that one hurt. And he's tough and he gets up, but we could very well need Malik Willis and he needs to play quarterback. What? Gosh, I give them all the credit in winning the game, playing to their strengths. They're, I think the coaching staff's done a very good job right now. But that call, gosh, that thing could have killed us. That thing could have lost the game. We got an injured quarterback that's got to come out from under the center real quick and hand a speed handoff off. To a, to a backup quarterback that's not even played in a critical situation in the game yet, and we fumble it. Duh. I mean, I, I did not understand the call. When it was called makes no sense to me. Okay, next up is Houston. That's a 3.05 start down there uh, at that big old stadium they've got in Houston, which is beautiful. 
the problem is I think the Texans are playing better under Lovey. Um, now, they fell apart in the second half against the Raiders, but what I saw in the first half is a fairly dangerous football team, even though their record is one win, four losses, and one tie. Mike Vrabel will join us. We'll hear his press conference when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
Okay, we're back, and here's what we know. The Titans are dull, deathly dull, but at the moment, they are the leader in the AFC South. So the question is, would you rather be dull and do some winning or be exciting and do a little losing? Well, we both know the answer to that. The most important thing that probably comes up in Mike Vrabel's press conference concerns Ryan Tannehill And my guess is, having not seen this, that that comes up right at the beginning. Ryan's toughness yesterday, but to be able to finish in game and, and kind of step up and make a big throw to Austin late, how important was that? And would he, one of those guys refused to not finish? Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to keep some of those guys from, from trying to go back in and doing everything that they possibly can um, to help the football team. You know, Ryan is just, you know, one example of that, of, of many. Um, but he certainly had all intentions of doing everything that he could to get back there. And, you know, with any injury, we've we've been through this as, as it relates to us, is how we um, identify if guys can continue to play. Can they make it worse? Are they going to be able to reasonably do their job? And can they up to the expectations that we have for them? And can they, um, can, when they, can they protect themselves? So, you know, when he was able to progress through, big throw. But, you know, the few times that we needed to progress – uh, the line gave us that opportunity, you know, so that was also really good to see. And then, you know, Brian was able to get the ball down there to few, um, hoop late. Malik has used of Malik out wide a couple mm-hmm. of times and on the aborted handoff. Was that more product of being shorthanded at the wide receiver position and putting him there or just trying to put a new wrinkle in and add something else? To the I think offense? probably a little bit of both, you know, wanting to make sure that, you know, we're doing things that, that we think can, can help us and, 
you know, Malik's ability. So we'll see what kind of where that package goes. And, you know, thought we had a good play. Thought, thought we really liked, um, you know, where things were and, and what it would look like. And unfortunately, we just weren't able to execute on that particular play. But, you know, we'll try to keep doing things that we feel like, you know, can help us and, and his skill set and <clears throat> seeing where things go. Talk about it, how proud you are to coach the guys on this team. When you see a bunch of your stars cooking themselves off the turf and getting back into the game and helping you win in the manner you did yesterday, was yesterday on the near the top of the list of how proud you've been? Probably, yeah. You know, you just uh, you know, I don't think what that people realize what what they go through, whether you know they start in college or you end up in as a professional athlete, the toll that this game takes and you know what it can give you but also, you know, what it can take away from you. And they, they put a lot in and they compete. It's, it's violent and, uh, you know, just really, you know, got a lot of respect for, for I would say, the majority of these guys that, that are finding ways um, no matter what. And just each and every week, far less than 100% during the game, things come up and they get evaluated. Uh, and you can just tell that uh, it means a lot to them. So, I'm I'm grateful to to be able to to work with him each every day. Bud Dupree, he said a moment Mike with Ben uh, Jones in the tunnel yesterday. Along the, what'd you say to him? I mean, I think you know, obviously these things aren't. Um, I I I just appreciate him, and those that'll that'll stay between me and Ben, you know. But um, you know, I just it, it, it you you come to work every day. You hear a lot of hours. And uh, you get a lot of respect for guys the way they are as people, the way they are as teammates and players and parents and husbands. And so, you know, to be able to see what it means to these guys, it's not just another game. It's not just a paycheck. Um, so I just really appreciate what they do. With Bud Dupree, he said that he plays with so much energy because it's contagious and he wants to create other opportunities. When you see him in the game, like, can you feel a difference in the energy level? And if so, why is that? Well, I mean, I think that uh, we, we all expect to play hard, whether Bud's in there or not. And, you know, we appreciate Bud's effort and he does run to the football. But, you know, Jeff Simmons been running to the football. He makes three or four plays down the field. Um, that, that's the expectation for defensive football is that you, that you play full tilt to the tackle whenever you're in there. Um, so it was good to have Bud back out there. Uh, but uh, – and we're we're gonna we're gonna expect to play hard on defense with whoever's out there. Does Bud allow you to do more things, or just? Do um, I don't think it allows us to do things. You know, we don't want to do a whole lot much. You know, I mean, we got a lot of moving parts, and you know, I think where we're at right now is guys starting to understand what we're doing. We didn't give up X plays. Um, a couple of times we gave up leverage, but a couple of times we were man coverage and we're really tight. And then the zone execution, I thought was much better than it was in, in previous weeks. Do maybe in a different role in the package you used with him and Andrew Deep. How'd that, how'd that work? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought he uh, you know, represented himself well and what we asked him to do on on early downs. And then you know, he lost leverage on the one um, with Pittman. But I think with with time and understanding, you know, I would see him being able to to make that play, but uh, his versatility is, is great. We'll see where he ends up this week. How big an adjustment is that for him to, to move in? Move, how big an adjustment is that for him to move down into the slot like that? Uh, well, I think you'd have to ask Amani um, because it didn't 
from from the looks of things again this isn't me saying that it's easier or not it's just from the looks of things he looked like he handled um you know what we were asking him to do fairly well from a communication and an execution um so i think that that would have to be a great question for him just to say you know but going into the game i think whether he played there or not he would be able to tell you what the corner had what the nickel had and what the safety has uh pretty much on every call that we have into that when you guys come up with that and and install it during the week and then see it work successfully not not how gratifying it is but how much fun is that part of the job to kind of craft something and then see it come to fruition well i think what's gratifying is that you're you see improvement um from players that's where coaches get the satisfaction you know you try to spend uh countless hours you know thinking about technique thinking about hey you know how would i do this how would we expect the player to reasonably do this um they they use the technique it works they they have success you know you continue to build small victories and then then you can make significant changes because there's buy-in and when players see improvement they know that you can help them and that they trust you you know and then we're all working on the same page but you know we, we don't sit around and and, and pat ourselves on the back Um, that's not what we're about we're trying to help the players and make sure that we're putting them in positions to help them succeed and they go out and execute okay so we're not going to pat ourselves on the back but watson i have been saying for weeks that a team that lacks offensive firepower has got to find a way to get austin hooper involved and yesterday they did and I don't think they win that game without those catches. Um, probably not. I mean, he's – I've not understood that either. And why Why you pay money to bring him in if you're not going to use him. And maybe yesterday will stop all the trade rumors. But, I mean, I think Mike is getting everything out of his team. And that's all you can ask as a coach. I always thought, George – I know we probably got to go, but I always thought the two main things that you have to have with your players is they have to respect you and they have to trust you. That's the two biggies. And I think Mike has that right now. They respect him. They listen to him when he says, this is the way we want to do this, whatever. And I think they trust him. All my former NFL players, I'd say, what is it up there with a coach? If the player thinks that coach can help them, they'll do anything in the world and listen to them close. If they don't think he can help them, they'll throw them out quicker and you can say hi to. And, Mike has that respect and has that trust right now. I think that's the difference in winning games that they are right at this moment on a four-game winning streak over some of the other teams is his players listen, try to do what he says, and they play their hearts out. Okay, after the break, we'll have stat of the day. Then we'll get into all of the college football stuff, and we'll give you the very latest on the Tennessee-Georgia game, which is a week from Saturday, and we now know when and where as far as television viewing. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know, we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis. So, you know, whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Vintage Sports and Cards over in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items that you will love. You can find them in Shelbyville, of course. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, George, let's roll into the stat of the day for today. Here's what we've got. Last night, Steph Curry recorded his 100th career regular season game with 30 points and seven three-pointers. That's more than double anyone else in NBA history. Who is currently the second behind Steph Curry? He's currently an NBA player. Okay, Watson. Uh, it would seem like we need to start maybe with LeBron. Three-pointers? Yeah, I wonder I don't, about that. I don't think so. Uh, okay, you got any uh, candidates? No, I'm not good with the NBA, George, especially now NBA. Who's who's three-point shooters? It's got to be a good three-point shooter. 30.7, more than double anyone else, 30 points and seven three-pointers. What are we – what's he doubling here, Billy? Are you talking about the 30 points or the seven three-pointers or both? Uh, recorded 100th career, regular season game, more than double. Okay. Well, See, I don't understand question, the Watson. question. This may need. We, I may need to report to Michael. So more than double anyone else in NBA history. Double the points, okay, might be LeBron, but seven three pointers more than double that, George. I don't think so. I don't think he shoots that many three pointers. I want to say it's just the points, but I could be wrong. Need to check back with Michael on that one, but let me see. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, what the heck? Anybody heck? else other than LeBron you can think of? I don't. Well, I mean, th there are obviously some some great ones. Damian Lillard um, might be one that I would go with because man, he is. You yeah, talk he, about shooting from downtown. You want to go with that? You're on your own here, but I don't. I, I mean, LeBron might be might be it. I don't know. If it's just the points, LeBron might be it. If it's points. If it's three-pointers, I don't think he's, he's in the picture. What do we got? Okay, so here's the answer. The answer is James Harden. James yeah. Harden. Yeah. Who, by the way, has slimmed down considerably. Good for him. Yes. Uh, to play in that league, he needed to. That was much that needed. probably was points and seven three-pointers, George. Yeah. That's probably right because – yeah, if his name had been mentioned, I would have said that. James I just come so we are now approaching the five o'clock hour. Yes, we are, and uh, I think we're there, George. We have uh, we have reached the five o'clock hour. It is powered by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, MTBJ has the Staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. 
Okay, first of all, the Tennessee-Georgia game, it's now official, will be a week from Saturday, 2.30 start time on CBS. Now, that should not come as any surprise. Maybe the only piece of this that would be a surprise is that CBS decided to go afternoon as opposed to prime time. Watson, any other thoughts there? My thoughts are, I hope everybody up in Knoxville ain't talking about Georgia. (laughs) I'm telling you, Kentucky had a week off. This is the game of the year for them. They (laughs) hate the balls with a passion, especially in football. Well, both sports, football and basketball. Don't overlook the Kents now. I think this is going to be a tougher game than the Georgia game. I think they're going to beat Georgia. I think Georgia can't score with them. But this one scares me if they get – they've been patted on the back through last week and it didn't matter because UT Martin couldn't play with them no matter what happened. This team can play with them. And I'm telling you, this one scares me for for the Vols. Okay. With that in mind, tomorrow, Tony Basilio will join us at 420 for his weekly visit. And then at 5 o'clock on the button, Dick Gabriel, who is as wired into University of Kentucky stuff as any human being going, he will join us at 5. We will have this Tennessee-Kentucky matchup covered and covered well. Now, let's get to the college football playoff. Each week at this time, Watson presents his four and now maybe a few more to talk about. So, Watson, as you can see in that graphic, you've got a one playing a four and a two playing a three. And take a look at what you have matched up. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And they both play each other yet. They still right now have to play each other before this season's over. Right. But that's where I got it. I, I did not think Clemson as a four was anywhere close. Michigan had an open date. So, but the way they dominated Penn State, 400 yards rushing against Penn State, that's unbelievable to me. And so they, therefore, Clemson's a distant five. And if there wasn't a loss with Alabama, I'd have Alabama in front of them. But, um, Tennessee's on the heels of two, and if they just get through this one, I think they'll end up two after two more weeks from now. And Ohio State is still one. Uh, They've got to go to Penn State. Normally that's been a hard game for them, but something is missing at Penn State this year, George. I don't know. They don't seem to me on either side of the ball to be as physical as I've seen the Penn State teams be in recent years. And uh, I just – I don't think Penn State can play with them. Once you get by that one, really, truthfully, you're looking at Michigan um, and then who they would play in the championship game. But I don't see anybody on the other side. So I think Ohio State and Michigan are going to settle it and then Georgia and Tennessee are going to settle it. And in some ways, if Tennessee wins at Georgia, I think it's hard to go back and play Alabama again, even though they can beat them. They've got better skill than Alabama. But Alabama's the only team so far they play that can score with them, and that was proven proven on that day. And uh, Tennessee will have a shot if they lose to Georgia, I think, to still be make the playoff if, if Georgia beats Alabama. 
take a look again. Uh, yeah. Take a look again. If Watson's scenario, and admittedly, we're in October, so a lot of things can change. But can you imagine the popularity of Ohio State playing Michigan a second time and Georgia and Tennessee playing in Atlanta, which is where that round of the playoff would go? Yeah. Of course, that's a neutral site. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you well, imagine? Yeah, but there'd be a lot of orange in there now. Yeah, I think you. it would actually be a neutral site uh, since Tennessee be, is there'd in be there. a lot of orange getting that place. And what's that? Two and a half hours down the road from yeah. Knoxville. So really that that it's just hard to beat somebody twice. So it's gonna be interesting to see what goes down here. But there's a lot of good games to go and and Alabama looked better on defense the other night. They looked more poised. Um, they look like the old Alabama. Tennessee can make you look bad now. I'm telling you, the Tennessee skill is really good, and it's showing out more and more as this season goes on. I don't think anybody has the weapons. Ohio State, anybody has the weapons that Tennessee has on offense, George. Nobody. Nobody in the country has better weapons than Tennessee, and that's what everybody's struggling with right now. They can't cover those guys. Yeah, They just can't cover them. They get caught in those one-on-one -on -one situations because of all that Tennessee does, and they can't cover them. Nobody has yet. And I don't think Kentucky can score with Tennessee, but I think Kentucky's going to play them better than anybody so far, anybody. Well, they're I going don't to think they can score in the four-corner stall. The, the, and and it's the Kentucky style. Game. Yeah. The Kentucky style is a little bit of the Titan style. That's the way they play. And uh, they have played the passing teams better than some of the others have done, George. And remember now, they they should have beaten Ole Miss. They blew the game. They outplayed Ole Miss in Oxford. And they beat the fool out of Mississippi State. Now, so did Alabama, which Mississippi State's not showing too good right now, but as they were before they went to Lexington two weeks ago. But I just think this is the tougher of the game getting ready for Georgia and having that Georgia one in the – you can see it on the horizon. Everybody's patting them on the back. Oh, yeah. And and Kentucky hates them now. <laughs> I'm telling you. With a passion. This is this is Vanderbilt, Tennessee, to the Vanderbilt guys. I mean, this is, this is it. This is the game of the year. And uh, no way Kentucky comes up here, comes into Tennessee and lays an egg, in my opinion. Okay, let's go through – at this time each week, what I have loved creating, uh, well, let, let's do this. Let, let's show those emblems there. Those are the four that we believe are the closest to the big four. Clemson doesn't play anybody from here on in. They got their big scare Saturday against Syracuse. For TCU to get there, they've got to go through Texas and through Baylor in November, and then win the Big 12 title game. That's a lot to ask. Yeah, Alabama, we know what they've got. Got LSU and Baton Rouge. I can't figure LSU out. Uh, they get better. Oh, they yeah. Better. And then this Oklahoma State bunch, which just keeps hanging around. No, that, the, the, the one that's got the easiest road, and that's Clemson. Uh, I, I don't see any, I don't see any 
bump in the road for them, even in the championship game. So they, they finished with all the toughies. They're home free. Their quarterback got benched in the game. The freshman came in, did a solid job, and they win the game. Uh, they're not that good, George, but their strength of schedule is going to – Clemson will be, unless they were to blow the ACC championship game against whoever, might be my brother. But if, unless they blow that, they're in. So somebody's going to get bumped out because Clemson just doesn't have the competition that Michigan, Tennessee, and Georgia and Ohio State have coming up. Clemson has the easiest route to go and probably Alabama second if they win in Baton Rouge. Now, they do have to go back and play and win in the SEC championship game against Georgia or Tennessee. So Clemson's got the easiest road by far of anybody in this top eight. Okay, now to the studs and duds that I put together each week. And let's start with the studs, and let's start with one that I cannot figure out. LSU. I meant to to put Ole Miss. Uh, They didn't upset themselves. Well, you know, I guess in an inter-squad scrimmage game, they could. They've beaten themselves before this year. Right. Watson, I can't figure LSU out. Um Really good in the second half against Ole Miss. Really good in the second half against Mississippi State. Really not very good against Tennessee. Certainly the Vols had a lot to do with that. So what level is LSU at right now? I think they're getting better because of one thing, the quarterback. The quarterback is playing better. He's starting to make plays within the offense now and not just scrambling around and making plays. And uh, he, he made some nice read option plays the other day and scored on them. He threw some nice balls on time, which I hadn't seen him do early in the year. Their defense is solid. It's good enough. And their offense is getting better, uh, but they don't beat Alabama. That ain't happening. Stud number two, Liberty. Biggest win in program history. I thought it was a coaching mismatch going in that Hugh Freeze would blow Kalani Sataki into the mud, and BYU looked just clueless. I, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. I saw the score and I said, wow, what in the world has happened to BYU? Uh, th- if they're not in your duds, they ought to be because, good gracious, a BYU yeah. proud program and been good in the last, recent years to go to Liberty, and it's one yeah, thing to right. lose. It's another to lose 41 to 14. They don't score a point in three quarters. They got all those points, I think I read, in the first quarter. Yeah. They didn't get any. I, I don't know. I, congratulations to Liberty. Liberty's a good team. They've been a good team. They were a good team last year. They're 7-1 and one this year. Uh, they're not a great team by any means, but they're a good team. And they got their quarterback back, Brewer, who's a, a good player. Uh, experienced player, and Hugh does a good job. He, he he knows how to score points. And so give Liberty credit, uh, but it's as much on the other side to me. Uh, what in the world? How does a BYU lose like that? Stud number three, Oregon. This is a team that got beat 45-3 to in the opener against Georgia and somehow has righted the ship. It's really pretty impressive. Yeah, and again, I put this right by what we did with LSU. It's quarterback. Bo Nix is playing lots out. I never thought I'd see him play like this. Isn't it amazing how change of venue 
can make a difference in a kid's mindset. Uh, maybe his skills, they're using his skills better than Malzon did and the, and, and, uh, uh, the guy Harson did. I don't know. Kid throw is throwing for near 300 yards a game right now. He threw for five touchdowns the other day. So he, he's the reason all of a sudden Oregon has jumped up, but the Pac-12 is not going to get one, George, because they've all got a loss. And it's just not yeah. – It's a lot of folks would have to lose a lot of games before a Pac-12 would jump up there and get that. But Oregon really – I watched a lot of that game. Really, that score wasn't as close as – they dominated it even more than 45 to 30, I thought. I never felt like UCLA really was in the game. Fourth stud is TCU out of Fort Worth. They hold off TCU. Billy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I did it again. <laughs> what are you what were you on? What did you eat for breakfast? What has gotten into me? I don't know. K-State, they did not beat themselves. No, they did not. But they were down 28 to 10 at one point. Watson, they keep pulling these rabbits out of the hat. It's really impressive what they're doing. No, uh, he's that. Think, think about the wins they've had here in the last month. I mean, it started with that embarrassing defeat they put on Oklahoma. I mean, that that was maybe as bad as anybody's that with pride of a program like Oklahoma that I've ever seen play that poor that day. And a lot of that goes to TCU. But then they've had to go on and win other games here as they go. And they got to go this week to West Virginia. Now, I know West Virginia is fading a little, but we all know that Morgantown's – Yeah, but, I mean, it's still another tough place to go, yeah. and they keep answering the bell. Every week you say, well, they'll have a letdown. <laughs> and they don't. They come back and do it again. But they still got to go to Morgantown, still got to go to Austin, and still got to go to Waco. That's not an easy route to go to stay no. undefeated. But give them credit. I agree with you 100%. That might be my top stud, what they have done. And remember, they were down. Gary Patterson got fired a year ago. They've, they've been down here the last three or four years. And, man, have, have they straightened the ship and not just straightened it. They lead, they lead the conference right now. Now to the duds. And we begin with? Jimbo. Mm. Oops. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's sad to watch them play. Uh, they. I don't say they're not playing hard, but they just don't play good. And the offense is just, gosh, it's, it's bad. It's just bad. It might be the worst offense in the league. It's down there with a couple. And they can't score any points. They don't look good even when they – don't score points, and it, 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 it's a bad look. Even when they, I meant, it's a bad look. Even when they score points, they don't look good. <laughs> the, South Carolina wins this game, George, with two hundred and fifty, maybe something a little more than that of offense and thirteen first downs. <laughs> you don't, you don't win SEC games with that. No, and and yet they dominate A and M. Um, I don't see light at the end of the tunnel for those guys, and they got. Ole Miss coming to town, and we know they got to score points to beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss will get 28 or more. So, I mean, they may be headed for another one. I'm telling you now. 
uh, there's a lot of money in Aggieland, so mm-hmm. they're not going to put up with this very long. No. At what at what point is he on the hot seat? He's oh, yeah. on it 100% right now. So is there a chance they fire him this year? Absolutely. You, I know those people. I've been in that state, in and out of playing the Aggies for years, and I'm telling you, you dig them right. They're, he's on the hot seat right now, and I don't care how much money it is, they got it. Those those. <laughs> Those rich oil guys, one guy will pick that up. Say, ah, here, I'll take this one. Y'all get the next one. <laughs> I'll write the Jimbo check. Okay. <laughs> Here's a place where there will be a job open soon. Mm-hmm. West Virginia under Neil Brown mm. has been a disaster. They went to Lubbock. They got the crap kicked out of them. There's going to be a coaching change there. You just watch. Yeah, and I've been – I just get the feeling that that's where Jimbo's from. And I know he's not doing well right now, but he's got a good background. He's won a national championship. Uh, It would not surprise me at all to see Jimbo beat the posse and run back to West Virginia. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Just keep that out there because that's that's where he was born and raised. Okay, the third dud was Charlotte, who Mm, yesterday fired Will Healy, and we'll talk about that later in the next segment. FIU has been one of the worst teams in Division I. Mike McIntyre inherited something that may have been even worse than what Clark Lee inherited at Vandy, and yet Charlotte got drubbed. Yeah, that's two good friends there, George. Will Healy and Mike McIntyre. Yeah. I'm proud for Mike to get it turned around a little bit and taste it a little, taste the win a little bit. And, and poor Will. Uh, that's tough. He's 34 years old. Uh, that's just hard. It's hard to get fired in the middle of a season. It never happened to me. I think it would be really hard if it ever did. And and uh, I feel for Will. I think he gave it all he had. And I wasn't real positive when he took that job. That's not an easy place. There's, they started a program like I had to. And uh, it's just hard. It's hard to get over that first hump. It's hard to get over the first hump, and and he just wasn't able to do it. The last dud could have been BYU, but I went with Miami. There, yeah, I don't blame you. Really? Good Lord. There's another one they paid eons of money to get to leave Oregon to go to Miami, where he played, where he coached, he's home, and Duke drubs them. I mm. mean – they they haven't looked good. I, I of course I watched a lot of Max game a couple of weeks ago, and honestly they should have won that game. They didn't look good in that game. Uh, they lost to Middle Tennessee for God's sakes. No disrespect to Middle, but it's Conference USA to ACC Power Five, and Middle drubbed them. Ah, got me, buddy. I can't. Yeah. I don't know how in the world, but they're most definitely a dud. Coach Cutcliffe's probably proud after that one. Yeah, they've done it. It's David's It's David's guys. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think Duke had any fairness at all in firing him. I just didn't. Didn't think it was right. Uh, but he ought to be proud that he's left the good players there for them to turn this thing around quick and get going. And, and Duke is one of the surprise teams. And honestly – Mac wins against Duke two two weekends ago. 
by a quarter of an inch. A kid with eight seconds catches a ball, and when they get a close-up of his toe, it's a quarter of an inch from the white of being out of the end zone. So Duke came that close to winning that game, and they were up four. North Carolina had to score a touchdown. Okay. With that in mind, we'll get some more college football talk when we come back, so stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. 
call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, we're back. And Watson, let's start with Ole Miss, who I thought got pushed around and just flat out physically got run over in the second half by LSU. I was disappointed in what I saw out of the Rebels. Yeah, if you remember in the underdogs, I that, that was between that one and South Carolina. I thought all the six, seven point things were all gone, the good ones. And and uh so I was really disappointed. I I Everybody wondered because Ole Miss hadn't played anybody and really should have lost to Kentucky. That one was kind of laid in their lap a little bit. I'm not sure now. I still see the same problems. They don't stop the run very well, and they don't throw the ball very well, George. And I just I think they'll end up being a middle of the pack team in in the in their division and probably end up nine three, something like that. Uh, before it's all said and done. I think they got another couple of losses um, in them, Alabama for sure, and then, you know, Mississippi State will be a, a possibility too. But they're going to be a solid team, go to a good bowl, but they're not top 10 in my opinion. Isn't that really, if if we're honest, isn't that really the ceiling at Ole Miss? I, I would say – that with, with laying there in the way he scores points, uh, there could be a year where he sneaks up there and gets in one, gets in a championship. But, gosh, George, I mean, you 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 got to get by Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. Uh, Auburn will be back. That's not going to stay the way it is. That's way too strong a program. And that West side and then A&M, when they get going right, that's a tough division, boy. <laughs> telling you it's you're you're right the Ole Miss Mississippi State thing is just it's hard to get past middle of the pack I think every once in a while one of them might but just no way in a consistent way to beat those people okay we are seeing we've been seeing it now for five to ten years that if you don't have a quarterback on the college football level you are screwed you used to be able to mask it a little bit better Watson, A&M doesn't have one. I think Ole Miss takes care of them this week. If he's three and five, something is going to come to a head Mm -hmm. soon. How do you think it ends up playing out? I I think he'll get one more by the skin of his teeth. I think he'll get one more, but he's got to get it turned around, George. And he is recruiting real well, but it don't matter. If you don't have a quarterback, which he didn't, uh, Max Johnson it was his best bet, and he was playing pretty good. I think if he'd stayed healthy, I don't think they'd lose to South Carolina. Um, I, I think that they'd be better than they are. But once he went down, to me, they don't have one. First thing he better do if he gets to stay is go get one. And he's going to have to go to the transfer portal because you don't – you're not going to – you're relying on a freshman to come in here and, and run this program with – 
against what they got to play in that west side all all the time. Mm-mm. No freshman's going to do that. We saw the Vanderbilt freshman struggle Saturday with that. I mean, a true freshman coming in, jumping into the SEC week in and week out, near an impossibility to take you to where the A&M fans expect you to go, and that's championships. Okay, you took the words right out of my mouth. Clark Lee surprised me Saturday. He benched A.J. Swan, who is going to be one of those quarterbacks who other schools are going to be calling saying, do you want to go through two or three more years of this misery? Come play for us, and you're going to have a lot of fun. With that as a backdrop, were you surprised? No, he's trying – I mean, what a great opportunity to get the thing off your back. But I said it last week, you can't you can't score one offensive touchdown and win an SEC. Just not going to happen. Coach Lee's going to have to find an offense that gets up in the 30s, George. They've got to do that. Uh, this kid's got a chance to be that guy to get them there. But a freshman, it just catches you. I'm telling you, it's just – it's really hard to do. You're on the road. Missouri's pretty decent on defense, but all the SEC teams are. And and uh, you get on the road, things aren't going good. Uh, Coach Lee had a chance to win the game. He's got a guy that's played well for him, and he made the switch trying to win the game. I, I can't blame him on that whatsoever. I don't think that'll that'll hurt the psyche of, of Swan at all. He's got to understand I got a lot to learn. When things aren't going well, I got a good guy behind me that's been playing in this league for a long time and accept it the right way, and he'll be fine. But I, I, it did not surprise me watching the game. They they were getting nothing done, nothing done on offense at all. They, well, didn't, they it, didn't block a lick in that game. No, oh. and a, after the game, it was actually reported that A.J.'s dealing with a with a concussion too. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he was benched before – you know, they, they knew, or did they let him play? I'm not sure the timing of that, but they, they it don't matter. It don't matter. He, he was struggling concussion or not. He was struggling in the game and a freshman with not a lot of help around you, man, that's not an easy thing to take on. I don't, I don't, that didn't, that doesn't change my thoughts of the young man at all. I think he's going to be a really good player, but it's any freshman that gets put in like that, it's going to have games like that through that first year. Watson, as we hopscotch around, Will Healy, who both you and I know well, got booted at Charlotte. And I think you're right. It was a job he probably should not have taken. It was going to be hard to win there no matter what. Where does he go from here? Because obviously, if he wants, not that he'll get a head coaching job, Mm-mm. but he will be in football. He's when, when I got it in mine, I was young and he's younger than I was. And so he'll go back in my opinion, and he'll be back on sec staff or something like that. I, I went to Mississippi state for two years as offensive coordinator and then to Oklahoma for two years as offensive coordinator and had one shot at a job the first year after the first year at Oklahoma didn't take it and then took the UAB job in the second year. That's about the route he'll have to go, George. He's not going to jump back up into power five. He's going to have to probably – he'll get another shot four, five, six years from now at another group of five if he does a good job as a coordinator somewhere. Now, he's going to have to reprove himself as an assistant coach. It's tough. 
your 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 window of being hot is small, and you got to make the good decisions in your windows when you're hot. And he took a tough one. Charlotte is a tough place to go. As I said earlier, reminds me of UAB in the early years. We were able to get over that hump, get all the way to 23rd in the country. He just wasn't able to, and and uh, it's hard. It, it, it's I, I feel for him, uh, but I think it was more the job than will. I think he's a very good football coach, and 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 I think he'll show back up again. But it's going to be a while. Watson, let me go to LSU for a second. I should have done that after Ole Miss, but I, I'm baffled by them. There are times I see them where I'm like, whoa, they're really good. And then there are times where, um, you know, I watch Brian Kelly and he looks like he got a case of gas and they're not doing anything. And, <laughs> oh, <God>. and <laughs> what are, What is LSU? Where did you come up with that one? Well, does he not look always angry? I never thought about it the way you just said it. But... <laughs> Case of gas. That one, I'll give you that one. Uh, you got me with that one. I got no response. <laughs> you got to have a response. We got three more minutes to Let's fill. Move on to I, I still think it's the quarterback. They're going to be as good as the quarterback is. They're good enough on defense. They've got good skill at receiver. They got solid running backs. When he plays like he did Saturday in that game, and he played like that at Florida, and he had – it's they're different. And when he plays like that, LSU can play with anybody. I'm not saying they'll beat everybody, but they can play with anybody. Uh, but when he doesn't play well, then they lose by 14 to 21. So it's, I think it's totally off of the quarterback and what's going down. Yeah. And he's getting better. And now they got to keep him healthy because, man, he touches the ball a lot of times and he gets shots. And that'd be the next thing that can he make it carrying it 10, 12 times a game and scrambling another four or five. And can he keep taking those shots because he's a slender kid, uh, but he's playing lots out right now. I thought Saturday he, he played by far his best game of the year. Okay, let's talk. Hugh Freeze, and then Brian Stewart's going to join us. So Hugh Freeze gets this win that gets everybody going, whoa. I mean, he didn't just beat BYU. They absolutely pummeled BYU. What does this do for his Auburn candidacy that we all think is probably coming? I think it shoots him back in the mix again. Um, kind of been forgotten a little bit. And remember, George, I mean – he, sh he probably should have lost the week before to Gardner-Webb. Right. I mean, now Coached their quarterback by. didn't play. Huh? Coached by? Coached by Trey Lamb, one of, one, of, one of my former quarterbacks and former assistant coaches. And But he, he honestly should have lost the game. Go look at the stats of that game and you'd be shocked. Uh, but he didn't have his quarterback. Goes back to something we say every week, doesn't it? Quarterbacks, man, they're yeah. the difference in college football right now. But, yeah, I think he's back in the mix again. Probably won't lose again, maybe one more or something. So he's going to have a nice record again. Uh, he's got to be in the mix for some of these Southern jobs, in my opinion. Yeah. So Brian Stewart looked like Adam Schefter on the phone, working a deal, working a source. 
Let's bring him up, see if he's got a smile on his face after Bama rebounded. Always. That's right. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I've got a smile on my face because we've got a, a Bama win this weekend where Bama actually looks like Bama again. Um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they did shut out Mississippi State. I don't care what that touchdown at the end signifies, but either way, we got a win in Tuscaloosa and we got a win at uh, uh, Nissan Stadium yesterday, which was just phenomenal with homecoming and all the good stuff going on, and to beat the Colts for the fifth time in a row. I mean, who had ever thought that day was coming? With all oh, the man. years with Peyton and Andrew Luck and everybody yeah. else that they ran out on us. <laughs> so I got a piece of news for you. Okay. Before you get into actually doing the commercial, guess who I talked to today? Please tell me it was Eli Gold. Bingo. Yes. How's, how's so, he doing? He's getting better. I'm not going to get into all the the health stuff, but he's getting better. Uh, I was I was really fired up. I had sent him a message, texted him because that's what I've been doing. And five ten minutes later, I look at the phone and there's Eli, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so he's getting better. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But I'm encouraged. Well, I hey, I have no idea what you know, all is going on other than everybody's just hoping and praying that that man gets back in the booth and is able to call these Alabama games. Um, you know, it's our prayers are with him. Uh, we sure Amen. miss him. I know, uh, you know, Mr. Stewart is doing a great job, but, um, you know, that's that being said, I mean, he is, you know, for the guy that has come in and filled in Eli's position, I mean, that is a tremendous burden that he has Ooh. he has taken on i mean i think he's done a fantastic job um chris is a very talented announcer yeah that's and, hard because eli has become one of those living sec legends he just has yeah and, and you know it was and the crazy thing is is that even if you're not an alabama fan or you know a, a college football fan i mean you hear him at, at talladega years ago and i mean there's He's got a history, and I mean, the man is a legend among legends. And Bingo. I mean, he's just incredible. And I am so thankful to hear that he is doing good or doing better. Doing uh, better. And hopefully, we'll get that jewel back up there in the booth here before the end of the season. Tell me what's going on in your business. Uh, George, we are just, it, it, you know, I get asked this every day Brian, what is the market like? What, what do we need to do to, you know, are, are we missing out here as a buyer? Or are we missing out as a seller? Um, you know, that, there's no missing out. I mean, it's 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 all about need. Uh, families get bigger, families get smaller. People want to invest money in other things than the stock market. Lord help them if they are investing in the stock market. Uh, but real estate has always been a constant if you want to invest, and we all need for whatever reason, our family growing, we need a larger home or we're downsizing because the kids are going to college or whatever. So there's always a need in real estate for a bigger home, smaller home, whatever. Um, and that's what we're there for. I know as well as everybody else, what is going on with the national market as far as our interest rates and how everybody's saying it's a collapse and everything. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you it's not. Uh, you know, we are still wheeling and dealing over here. We are still making deals for our buyers. 
getting good money for sales of homes on the for their sellers. I mean, you know, things are still happening. It's just a matter of finding somebody that actually has their finger on the pulse uh, with what's going on in the real estate market. And the other thing is, is that we offer options for people that don't necessarily want to sell outright. We can do property management. Uh, we can basically get you that mailbox money coming in each month. I mean, who doesn't like that? Go to the go to the post office or go to your mailbox and actually receive money from somebody instead of having to mail it out. I mean, that's a fantastic feeling. Uh, we also do the auction. If you want a quick sale and you want to get a bid more on your house, an auction is an excellent way to get that word out there and get your home off the market as quick as possible. So, George, I encourage people just to call us here at the office. Talk to us. Uh, I've got 30 agents. They are all waiting to help you. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call. You can find us on the web at onestoprealtytn.com, our Facebook page, our Instagram, Instagram page. Please give us a like and follow. You're not going to be disappointed with what you see on there. Uh, we're just normal old folks trying to make a living, trying to help people get their dreams of real estate done. So give us a call. Give us a follow. We're there to help. Beautiful. Brian, appreciate it as always. Thank you, George. Stay tuned. Plaster bed of the day after a red hot weekend is coming up next. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area and we cover, we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid-state games on the weekly basis. So you know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, 
We're going to have you covered from 6 to 11. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. They have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need while you and your family focus on complete recovery. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law today by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's take a look at some of the results from this past weekend, George, because that is what's most important right now as we go through Plaster's Bet of the Day results, 56 and 59. Oh, creeping a little closer. What a weekend. Lost the Ole Miss game, but Vandy won, at least your bet won, the Titans bet one, the Penn State bet one, and the Cowboys and the Raiders teaser one. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm on fire. <laughs> Somebody cool them off. Watson. <laughs> you realize what an accomplishment that is? Oh, it's just, I mean, where's the crown? We need to put a king on you. King George. <laughs> 
King well, George. It's King Henry in Nashville, but now there's King George right beside him. There's a new king in town. You know, I, I've taken my little trusty uh, calculator out. Watson, that's a 48.7% winning rate. Uh, winning rate. Mm. That's how close we're getting. Well, it's obvious, George, you're getting close to 50%. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that. Well, I, I mean, I can, it's kind of like the weatherman. I can see that on the screen here. In other words, you don't need my help on that. I don't, I, well, it just solidifies everything for you to give me your, your help with it. By the way, as I look, um, hundred percent chance of rain <laughs> starting tomorrow around one o'clock and then by four o'clock quite a little downpour and, and, and you may, and that tells us that it's going to rain, right? 100% means it's going to rain. rain. You yeah. can book it. But Watson, before that, part of the show, it's going to rain. Yeah. But before that, I'm going to add another win to the total. Okay. Throw it up tonight in, in what is a two team teaser. Both of these have to win new England. Minus one, that's teased down, and then we're going to go under 45 and a half. Both of those have to win for this bet to win. Good call on the under. It's it's pouring right now in New England. So there's going to be a lot of running the football. A lot of, lot of fog. Good Lord, it was dark at 4 o'clock when they first came on. Kudos to ESPN for their three-and-a-half-hour pregame show. <laughs> Sound God. like you're enjoying it, George. Good Lord. Watson, what do you think? I I believe that's exactly what will happen. I think New England wins, and I think it'll be very low scoring. So, mm -hmm. think you got it. Are you proud of what I did this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah, I can tell. Absolutely. That's... I can tell. Which one did you lose, Ole Miss? Yeah, oh, and you no. dogged them, so that's that's about right. Well, I, I didn't dog them. I mean, I just... Oh, yeah, you did earlier. You dogged them. Well, they got run over. Well, you get personal with this stuff. I do a little bit, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> and you call them frauds. I never called Ole Miss fraud. No, you ain't going that far yet. Let me Because let me tell you this. Come Friday, we will take Ole Miss minus three at A&M. You can book that. You darn tootin', we can. Well, that one's a little safer than the LSU one was. Well, let me tell you why. Because AM's not going to score. No, no. Not you enough. sure take the under in that one. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're done for today. And most of you are saying, thank God. Tomorrow, <laughs> big show. Tony Basilio at 420. His preview of the Tennessee-Kentucky game. And then Dick Gabriel, who is as wired into big blue as anybody up in the Commonwealth. He'll join us at 5 o'clock. Watson, we've got a heck of a show tomorrow. we got a heck of a show tomorrow, buddy. Everybody needs to watch that one. It'll be a blast. Millions. See you then. Millions. Go Patty Melts. <laughs> That's the Patriots, if you're wondering. I get it. I get this it. This is Main Street Media Television. Good night, everybody.